everyone. Welcome, listeners. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, hopefully. Welcome back, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the past episode, episode one. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. Can't wait to uh, tell you a little more. Yeah, we got so far. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited about how many people actually listen to it. <laughs> Me too. You know, I was really like, my mom's gonna listen to it. Yeah, exactly. That's about it yeah. Now. But yeah, it's been a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, I've had people come up to me and say that they listen to it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Shockingly, it took my mom and my sister the longest to listen to it. Like, <laughs> other people listened to it before they did. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've got a lot. We've gotten a lot. We've got a lot of good feedback. Mm-hmm. Got uh, some random people reaching out to us, liking our Instagram page, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you guys, and we love hearing the feedback. Yes, we do. We've gotten we've gotten some feedback that has been really nice, and um, we're so glad that you guys enjoy it, and um, we hope that you keep listening. Yes, and thank you for all of the feedback. Please continue to send that to us, because we are open to listening to your you guys' suggestions. Yes, it's very much so. All right. Let's just go ahead and, and get into it. Yes, yeah. let's do it. I'm going to put my notes down because I'm not going to hold these the entire time Nikki is talking. <laughs> I was just poised and ready to go. Like, let's do this. Um, <laughs> so I've got the main story today and then um, you'll get to hear a little bit more from Lisa and Robin. Mm-hmm. Today we are going to go back in time and talk a little bit more about the Civil War, which has been kind of a, a theme so far. It has. It has. It has been a theme. So, of course, it, it won't be every week that we talk about the Civil War, but with it being in the South, there tends to be quite a bit that, you know, goes on or has, you know, a lot to do with the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm going to be talking about today is the Shiloh National Military Park. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a little bit of history before we get into the haunting there. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, So the park was originally established in 1864, uh, which was two years after the Battle of Shiloh took place, which the Battle of Shiloh is what we're covering. Nice. So a little bit about that. The Battle of Shiloh took place and lasted for two days from April 6th and 7th of 1862. Wow. Two days. Two whole days. Wow. It was the bloodiest battle of the Civil War and of American history at that point in time. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, So there were over 23,000 casualties, which included the wounded um, and missing. And thousands of men lost their lives during those two days. Mm. The statistics I was reading um, was over 120,000 men fighting in the battle. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's from the Union and the Confederate sides. Mm -hmm. So the park was established in 1864, uh, which was two years after the Battle of Shiloh took place. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Battle of Shiloh lasted only two days from April 6th and 7th, 1862. Wow. Of course, it was the bloodiest battle of the Civil War and of American history to date at that time. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's intense to pack in. All of that within those two days. Yeah. It is. Oh my it, gosh. Yeah. A hundred and twenty something thousand soldiers wow. uh, fighting in, in those two days from the Union and the Confederate side. It's a lot oh of people. Goodness. It is. 
there were over 23,000 casualties, thousands of men who lost those lives in just two days. Mm. Um, a lot of them were hiding in the woods, just desperately clinging to life mm. during that time. Mm. No. <laughs> so in the fall of 1866, uh, which would have been four years after the battle, mm-hmm. um, a cemetery was established and the federal bodies, and, and just to give you a little bit of clarification, when we're talking about the federal bodies, these are the Union soldiers. Okay. At the time, and, and still to this date, the Confederates weren't really considered uh, United States personnel or soldiers. Huh. Um, they were kind of, you know, looked down upon and, you know, they weren't part of the United States mm-hmm. um, with the Civil War and the fighting going on, you know, the South was trying to secede and, and create their own, basically, own country. Mm, yeah. um, and laws separate from the, the northern states. Yeah. So when the cemetery was established, um, the federal, the Union bodies, were disinterred from the, the grounds of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, from 156 different locations on the battlefield itself. And then as well as 565 other locations oh just along the Tennessee River. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I had no so, idea that mm-hmm. that was that many locations mm-hmm. that they were scattered out. Yeah. Wow. I didn't either. It's crazy. So as a result, the Confederates who died at Shiloh were basically just buried in mass graves mm. all oh. over the battlefield. Yeah. They've found five mass grave sites. Mm-hmm. That's all they've been able to able to locate um but they believe park rangers and um everyone believe that there are at least 10 or 11 mass graves um, on the grounds and you can go visit and they do tours at the uh the shiloh battlefield Mm. Mm -hmm. i'd like to go i would too i've never been i've been uh two times but I didn't, like, look into the history of it that much because the first time I went with my dad and then the second time my husband and I were just kind of dating and I thought, oh, it's April, you know, and uh, that'd be fun. A little day trip. (laughs) I'm going to take you to a Civil War. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're special. (laughs) But, yeah, I didn't really, like, dig into the history. But now, like... I want to go back now that I know a little bit more about it. I know. Yeah. More information. Mm-hmm. Girls trip. I know. Let's okay. go. Yeah. We're, making, we're making our list of trips now. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we need to go. So with the cemetery there, of course, you've got the mass graves still. There's also an Indian burial ground on mm. the site. So you've got all of this that could lead up to and evidently has led up to quite a bit of hauntings. Nice. So I'm going to go over a little of that, just as a little more information. Right now, um, the cemetery itself, uh, which was originally known as Pittsburgh Landing National Cemetery, Mm -hmm. holds 3,584 Civil War soldiers. That's just the the Union, not including the Confederates. Okay. And 2,359 of those are still unknown to this day. They don't know, you know, the identities. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it seems like that would have been impossible to identify everybody. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, There were over 1,700 Confederates and over 1,700 Union soldiers alone killed Mm -hmm. in in just these two days. That's just crazy that that's just over two days. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Yeah. It's unreal. That's what you keep forgetting when when you think about this story is that, oh, well, you know, it's the Civil War. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of casualties, but that's a lot to cram into two days. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. And just imagine, you know, just those two days, but the Civil War lasted so much longer. Years. So many other, Mm -hmm. you know, battlefields and and battles that went on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the good stuff. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Just a few things um, that have been reported at the battlefield. Visitors have reported hearing random gunshots. Oh, no. That's creepy. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is. Uh, men screaming and moaning in pain. Oh. They oh, can just no. kind of hear in the distance. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And then people have reported hearing footsteps, but with no one else in the vicinity. Right. You're just kind of walking along and you hear footsteps behind you. You turn back and there's no one. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that has been reported, people have reported hearing a drummer or like the beating of a drum. Mm -hmm. And this is reportedly from nine-year-old Johnny Clem, who kind of ran away, tried to join the union um, he was rejected and, and kept on, kept trying. He wanted so oh. badly to join the army oh. and fight. At nine years old? At nine, yeah. Oh, wow. It's so sad. He didn't die, though. He kept on and kept on until they finally agreed to let him just be their drummer. Mm-hmm. They equipped him with a smaller rifle and his own uniform. Oh, and my goodness. And then he just went along and <sighs> was the drummer boy, basically. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, kid. but uh his story he had a happy ending so it's it's okay (laughs) but (laughs) good so people report maybe that the drumming noise could be him yeah just because he was so passionate about wanting to join the union and carry on doing his drums yeah so that's what they 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 think that it's him (laughs) so so he survived the civil war though he did survive the uh, civil war he died at the age of 95 holy Wow. And, uh, <laughs> of, nat- yeah. of natural causes. And today he's buried at Arlington National oh, Cemetery. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That is a good, well, you know, an okay ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my old age is a good ending. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 95. Yeah. I hope and I lived in 95. Yeah, yeah. And you're in Arlington National Cemetery too. So that, yeah. that is good. It is. There's also been reports of hearing cannons, uh, which come from the direction of Hornet's Nest. Hornet's Nest was just a, it's where the majority of the battle took place. Mm, okay. So I can't imagine walking through the, the park and just hearing cannons. Uh, yeah. No. That's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the park is, is big because that's why I want to go back again because I know that there's stuff that I missed. Like, I don't even remember seeing the National Cemetery. And that seems like that would be a big, you know... Not like a big draw, but you know, a big uh, sightseeing part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even think... remember seeing it. Did you do the tour? With um, him or did you just kind of do it on your own and walk through? We went when they had a reenactment. It was an anniversary year, oh. and this was when I went with my dad. And this would have been like maybe two thousand one, two thousand two. I want to say so. It, it was probably you know a huge anniversary if it happened in eighteen sixty two. Yeah. So if it was like two thousand two, yeah, it would have been a big anniversary. But they had people dressed up, and we just walked around, and we went because one of my dad's 
prized possessions is a Civil War letter from Shiloh. Oh. Yeah. Somebody wrote back, and it's not like a newsy letter where, like, they write back, like, this is what I did today, and hope everybody at home is nice. It's like a, a descriptive, like, gruesome letter. Oh. So... Yeah, so we if you wanted to, to go. <laughs> well, you mentioned like the moaning about people still hearing moaning, and he, the whoever wrote this letter, mentioned that that like you couldn't even sleep because mm-hmm. there was just moaning just constantly oh. all around the battlefields. Yeah, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine at all. That is awful. Yeah, but I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. I feel we like I go. missed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We should go. Yeah, and do the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Make sure we cover everything. Yeah. So at the site of what was the old Shiloh Church, uh, photos of strange, white, shadowy, blurry images uh, show up there. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the church or you're in that, they've rebuilt it. Um, oh, yeah. That was my next question was, was the church original to back then or... So the church was, it actually withstood the battle. Mm-hmm. And then... Right after the Union soldiers tore it down to yeah (laughs) to use the logs uh, to build a bridge. Oh, I guess over the Tennessee River. Over I guess not the river, but I guess it's useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So in two thousand one, they rebuilt the church to closely as possible to the original specifications Mm -hmm. as the original old church. That's neat. That is neat. But if you're in the church, people have taken pictures, and then the pictures show, you know, they don't see it while they're there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then the pictures show, you know, these strange, white, blurry, or shadowy images. Mm. I'm going to have to look would... back at my pictures. I know I have a picture of Stefan inside of that church. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look back. Yeah. If I find anything in those pictures... Maybe we will upload them. We'll have <laughs> to, to post them. <laughs> <laughs> there have also been reports of a ghostly figure walking alongside the road, alongside the peach orchard that's there. Oh, there's a peach orchard. There is a peach orchard. I missed you so much. <laughs> we really need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> it's said that the ghostly figure that's walking alongside the road will just disappear. Mm. as he's being watched and then suddenly reappear later on just out of nowhere what he's kind of faceless he doesn't have anything oh. that you can <laughs> is distinguishable yeah <laughs> oh. that's okay. gotta be creepy that yeah creepy. <laughs> creeping me out <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just imagine like this uh, walking along and you see this ghost with no faceless face ghost yeah no. <laughs> one of the worst kinds <laughs> <laughs> just imagine like walking along and he disappears and then out of, out of nowhere on the other side he reappears and it's like boo oh no oh that would be awful if he I... disappeared and reappeared but he was closer to you that time <laughs> I almost, you almost made me say a bad word <laughs> <laughs> that's just how i picture it but i i don't mm-hmm. know that's crazy mm-hmm there are also reports of doors and cabinets opening and closing at the park rangers housing that's located on the battlegrounds hmm. so to this day there still are houses you know that the rangers the park rangers are allowed to live in yeah and stay so that's, <clears throat> i bet that's interesting to live there I yeah, bet, like, yeah. On, the, on the battlefields like 
I can mm. only imagine how much someone would experience a park ranger, you know, living there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they've got to, you know, be able to see something. Yeah. At least multiple times. Mm-hmm. There are also sightings of, of a small barefoot boy dressed in gray, uh, gray and white clothing, mm. climbing down from a ladder from a loft of the W. Mance George cabin that's located there. And visitors say when they see him, he runs outside and then just disappears without a trace. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he just disappeared. <laughs> I'm out of here. The boy is talented. <laughs> it's believed that the boy was hiding in the loft in fear of his life Aww. during the battle. Yeah. That's sad. It is. It's so heartbreaking. Man. Yeah. And then lastly, there's a pond on the, the grounds, which is known as the Bloody Pond. Oh. 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 Did you go see the Bloody Pond while you were there? Okay. So I do remember, like, there being a plaque and something about a Bloody Pond. And it was, um, I guess, kind of like a dry season when we went. <laughs> so I remember it was kind of like puddle-like. <laughs> it wasn't really a pond, it was yeah, a puddle. Yeah, so I was like, moving along, but now I want to know. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah. Well, on occasion, it's said that the, the water of the pond turned red. Oh, wow. Supposedly from the men and the horses who died either from exhaustion or for inj- from injuries oh, no. during the battle. Like, it just, you, you could just be walking, like, what? <laughs> That's... What like, they say, you yeah. You just be walking beside it, and all of a sudden it just turns red, and then it goes back to be in a pond? Oh. Um, is that kind of what they were talking about, or is it just like I mean, they would see it one day and it would be red? Yeah, I think it's more along those lines. Okay. Like, one day it's just red. Okay. Um, which could also be from algae or something, but... It's possible. But if you have so many people that are literally spilling their blood for right. that land you're gonna probably stain the surrounding oh. earth around it yeah. and if you have a real bad rainy spell or something then i guess eventually it would kind of leach out into the pond and turn it red so are you that's that's just like my speculation are you saying that that's really blood from like the blood stain i mean soil? it could be it could oh. be or or the clay she you just know. got real she did <laughs> i'm dropping facts lisa and um. i are just like open mouthed here <laughs> no but i mean does that not make sense like i'll have to ask a geologist about that <laughs> if only we knew one <laughs> if only <laughs> this said geologist (laughs) i'll contact him tomorrow (laughs) i don't know that's gotta be crazy though just i mean you've got a pond there that some occasionally just turns red yeah because that's not like hearsay because like i said i remember there being a like a plaque or something out there by Mm -hmm. it that said bloody pond Mm. so it's there for a reason you know so it it really happens well i want to see it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well we can all take a uh, a trip at night uh... <laughs> kidding <laughs> i wonder how late this park is open yeah yeah i bet it does close at dusk or something probably yeah but that's all i've got wow but that's crazy that of all of that can happen you know all these reports mm-hmm i didn't realize it was that bloody of a battle although i didn't know much about it before you 
told us tonight. Yeah, so. I didn't either. I didn't realize, you know, how many people died just, mm. just and the body in these two days. That's getting me. That's sticking with yeah. you, isn't yeah. it? Well, mainly yeah. because of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Creeping me out over here. And then the faceless man. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. No. I, but there have been multiple reports of all of this, so I, I can't yeah. imagine that, you know. Hmm. Did you have any pictures that you saw from anybody you can upload? Yeah. I've got some pictures of the cabin and the church that's on the grounds. And then I've got a little picture of a... Little Johnny Clem. Oh, <gasps> little Johnny. So we'll put that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I can't yeah. wait to see that one. I know. Uh, uh. He, he's what stuck with me the most. I love. I love his story. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy how when you're doing a story, like there's something that always just like drags you in yeah. with it, and just absolutely you connect yeah. with it, and mm-hmm. you feel something for it. It is so. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Shiloh National Park. Shiloh National Military Park. Yeah. Military mm. Park. Yeah. Well, I want to go. We should go. We should do a day trip. Mm-hmm. Sure. Know, we could do it there. on the weekend mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. We could uh, go check everything out and take our cameras. Yes. Take some pictures in the church. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know if I could go there at night. That's creeping me out. No, that, yeah. that man walking on the road. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> You wouldn't want to linger around the peach no, orchard or anything? No, I would not. I don't, I don't even want to go to the peach orchard now, okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big park, though. Yeah. So I can only, yeah. Like a drivable park. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you can walk it, but. Oh. Mm-mm. <laughs> you're not walkers. I, yeah. yeah, I looked at the map. It's way too far of a, a walk. Mm. Well, Robin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moi. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, you guys know that I'm doing the Honorable Haunt. Yes. And first, I want to point out that it's really hard to find a ghost in or around the Shiloh, Tennessee area that is not in some way related to the Civil War battle. (laughs) This this was really hard. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you found one. Uh, thankfully, I, I was able to do some digging online and I found a very unique story, but unfortunately there wasn't much detail at all to be found online. And it was basically Hagee's Catfish Hotel haunted. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, my attention, so. <laughs> I know that, that, that was pretty much it. And you had me at Catfish Hotel though. So I was like, <laughs> how do I find out more about this story? <laughs> So, I had to reach out. <laughs> and let me just say, it's, it's not easy for me to pick up the telephone and just ask a stranger to tell me about their ghost. <laughs> it's, it's not a regular occurrence for me. <laughs> the many scenarios I was thinking in my head of how this conversation could go was, <laughs> was, was really weird. But um, thankfully... I was able to get in touch with Jim Hagee, and he was kind enough uh, to take the time to talk with me and was really receptive about letting us tell his story. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, So let me just give you some background. Like I said, this is in Shiloh, Tennessee, and the area that I'm talking about is just on the outskirts of the Shiloh National Military Park. It's so close that looking at an aerial map, it looks like you could just throw a rock from one to the other. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. In fact, half of the Hagee farmland was taken to establish the park. 
And they were actually fortunate enough to have only had half of their property claimed because he said some of the other landowners, you know, weren't as fortunate and all of their property was claimed to establish the park. So in the 1820s, so this is before the Civil War, Henry Hagee and his wife Polly settled there. They just docked their flatboat at the landing, which was later to be called Hagee's Landing, which is just north of as you mentioned, Pittsburgh Landing. Yeah. So they settled just north and they just, you know, began building a farm and growing their family there. And I was thinking that's that has to be an interesting time to just be able to stake claim to land and just say, mine now. It's mine, yeah. <laughs> Flag. <laughs> we do it a little differently now. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but, um, so later on, their son John he built a log shack next to the river that was used to store items shipped by steamboats because this is right by the Tennessee River here. Um, So during the Civil War, this place was in the thick of it in this two-day battle that you were talking about. The Union soldiers actually did occupy this shack that John built. And um, when I spoke with Jim over the phone... He told me some incredible stories about his family. For instance, one about how the Union troops hung his great-great-grandfather, John, by his thumbs. Oh, what? Yeah, to, to like, get him to tell them where his money was hidden. Oh, so basically, like, torture. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, I mean, there was no money to be found. And, I mean, if if that's not going to make somebody talk, then I I don't know what would. So you got to believe him. There's no money. Let me go. <laughs> um, he survived, though, so don't worry about, about John oh, there. Okay, yeah. good. I didn't so, know how that was going to go. Yeah. So also, their cabin was used for a hospital for the soldiers. And these were small, rustic cabins. So Jim said that they would just throw the arms and the legs out of the windows of the cabins, and they would just stack up in piles. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's... Is painting a really gruesome picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who died were pretty poorly buried, just mm. in trenches on the farm. Oh. So even a couple of years after the war was over, dogs would still be digging up carcasses oh and gosh. dragging out bones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eventually, the bodies were exhumed, like you said, and um, some were reburied in the Shiloh National Cemetery. Jim went on to say that before the war had any historical significance that they would find debris on the farm and his grandfather would just pile it up and just burn it oh. um you know well they, you know you don't yeah it, i guess like yeah, i said you know. b- before really right you know but they might keep something really neat like a shiny bullet or something that was still in good shape but otherwise it was just seen as trash right. and if you're you got a farmland then you're gonna want to get right. rid of it somehow yeah so moving on from the civil war In the 1930s, that shack that was by the river would be turned into a spot where Norvin Hagee would entertain. And they'd pull blankets from the farm and they'd have cookouts. And after becoming kind of well-known for his catfish and, you know, they'd have guests stay overnight when the Tennessee River was a little too dangerous to navigate. Um, It became known as the Catfish Hotel. Mm. So... In 1938, Norvin and his wife Dorothy and two of their sons, Jack and Bob, they turned the shack into a restaurant and they made several additions over the years to accommodate the growing business. Um, In 1975, so quite a jump here, a fire destroyed the structure. Oh, Oh, no. 
I asked Jim what happened, um, you know, if it was like an electrical fire or a grease fire or something. Uh, and he said that they never really pinpointed the calls. Okay. Uh, he seemed to remember the night it happened perfectly, though. He told me exactly what he was doing. And that sometime around 2 a.m., the lights began flickering at his house, which the family mm-hmm. lived on the property. They lived just, like, right up the road. Mm-hmm. But that could have very well been when the restaurant was ablaze. Right. It wasn't until the next morning when his Uncle Bob discovered it was just destroyed, completely mm. burned. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's a bummer. Being that it was really rustically built uh, with, like, add-ons from before you had codes and standards to conform to, you can just speculate, you know, what was the cause. They did rebuild it a year later, and uh, I asked if they rebuilt it exactly where it was or just slightly off, just out of curiosity. And uh, he did say that they did move it back just a little ways from where the original was, because apparently the first one was built on a floodplain right by the river, so it would flood pretty frequently, too. Good call. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real smart. So they pushed it back to a new location up on the hill to kind of solve that problem. But the parking lot is actually the spot where the original shack was, so they didn't move it very far at all. Yeah. So now you're thinking, Robin, of course this place is haunted given its rich history in the Civil War. I mean, how could it not be? But my honorable ghost of Hagee's Catfish Restaurant does not involve the Civil War at all. Mm. Now, let's not be so bold as to say ghosts of soldiers just flat out don't exist here, because, in fact, Jim told me that he had an aunt that claimed one time that she had seen a couple of ghost soldiers walking to the restaurant once. Uh. They yeah. were hungry. They wanted mm-hmm. to eat. Sure. <laughs> you know about ghost soldiers. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Maybe it's the faceless ghost. <gasps> Don't <Ooh>. say that. <laughs> Don't even mention that. Tired of peaches wanting catfish now. <laughs> <laughs> but this honorable haunt goes to a ghost by the name of Elmo. Elmo. Mm-hmm. Elmo. Now, Elmo was a name given to the spirit by Jim's father, Jack. And if you listened to Nikki's story in our intro episode, you know what happens when you name your ghost. (laughs) He never goes away. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But if he's going to be there, I guess eventually you got to call him something. Right. (laughs) So Jack named Elmo. And unfortunately, Jim wasn't exactly sure where his dad came up with that name. It could have been anything. But Jim thinks that his dad really did think there was something to Elmo. Like, he thinks his dad was a believer. Mm -hmm. So, in the late 1800s, a steamboat crew member traveling on the Tennessee River fell overboard and drowned. Mm -hmm. He was found, and he was pulled from the river at Hagee Landing, which is now the parking lot. Right. And because these boats had no way of transporting a body, the common practice was just that the person be buried on the bank where they were found or recovered. Oh. Yeah. Did not know that. Not, yeah. yeah. Me neither. I had no idea. But it makes sense. You know, you don't want to contaminate your cargo, I guess. Right. But yeah. Plus, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just leave them floating in the, uh, the river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I did ask Jim, you know, what in the world do you think your ancestors thought when this crew just brought up a body to be buried on their land? Because I'm thinking with my present day mind, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Get I'm that sorry. Yeah. <laughs> take this poor guy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find his family and you get them here pronto to take him home. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's just not how things were done, you know, back then. He said that, uh, he bets that they probably weren't even phased by it. You know, with this being common law for back then, and with all the gruesome things that happened there during the war, they probably just thought nothing of it. So, he was buried in an unmarked grave there. Now, things do happen at the restaurant. Sounds of knocking noises, lights Mm. flicker, just some unusual things like that that have taken, you know some people's notice and anytime something strange happens or if they have kind of an off day at the restaurant it's common for them to just blame it on elmo jim said that a paranormal research group actually even has spent the night inside of the restaurant a couple of times oh, back in like 2010 too. yeah i don't know what the group is though i i really did try to do some searching online and jim wasn't really sure but he thought they were kind of a local group right but he said they had a good old time spent the night (laughs) (laughs) they apparently did have some experiences where they were touched Mm. yeah and they had an encounter with the flashlight test and we know what the flashlight test is i don't know if our listeners know but it's basically where you lay out a few flashlights and Mm -hmm. you kind of twist them to where the battery is just touching slightly that way any sort of force you know, can kind of flick them on, flick them off, answer questions potentially. So they did have um, some encounters with the flashlight test. They also had unexplained lights and noises, um, which they've experienced at the restaurant too, just the staff. And an anomaly was also recorded from the window of the main dining room by the jukebox. Uh, yeah. Jukebox. Mm-hmm. Some have speculated that it's possible that with the additions that have been built, maybe something was built over Elmo's grave. Oh. Jim said, however, that he can remember back when he was younger, there was an area near the restaurant that was sunken and just characteristic of being grave-like. Oh, You know? So, in recent years, uh, a marker was actually made and put out by a longtime employee, Joey McAfee, in the area uh, that they kind of believe that Elmo's body is Very located. Bad, yeah. yeah. Um, overall, Jim said that it's just an eerie place. It's terribly quiet. Um, it's right off of the boundaries of the park, like we said. And it's just a hundred yards behind the National Cemetery, mm-hmm. where hundreds of bodies yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just (laughs) separated by a tree line. Right. So, not to mention the history of the misery that has happened on that spot. Mm. But they've turned it into something unique and, you know, something that stood the test of time. And I'm glad that I stepped out of my comfort zone (laughs) a little bit and I reached out to learn more about Hagee's Catfish Hotel. I'm going, though. That's awesome. I want some catfish. Let's so, go. I, 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 yeah, I really want to go. I want to like, go to the I'm, park and see these places I, I haven't, you know. No, is it is it just a restaurant? Yeah. Or did you, oh, I thought yeah, it was a hotel. A restaurant. Mm, okay. No, no. It, the hotel part was just a nickname. Oh, mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting, though. Yeah. 
nickname it a hotel because um they would fry up catfish and then people would actually end up spending the night there because when you arrive by boat and then it gets to be nighttime Ah. back then it would just be too treacherous to go down the river yeah interesting so i call it the catfish hotel now i want some catfish so now jim we're coming (laughs) (laughs) we're coming to eat some catfish star treatment jim star treatment We can go toward the the National Military Park and mm-hmm. go eat catfish. I know. Yeah. Ugh, I'm hungry now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaked out and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this was another place that I I had no idea that was there because it is kind of off the beaten path. And right. There might have been signs for it and stuff, but if you look at a map, like you really do have to go down this winding road and you might feel intimidated if you don't know that there is something at the end of this road and it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny you say that because that, that's what I was reading, you know, about going to the, the battlefield is it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's hard for people to get there yeah. mm-hmm. to find their way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it was so hard to find something that was not Civil War related haunt. Like this yeah. was a riverboat, you know, like a steamboat crew member that right. happened to drown after the Civil War and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very interesting a story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> is it my turn? Yep. Passing <laughs> it on to you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be doing the friend story this episode. This story comes from a friend of mine, and he visited Dead Children's Playground in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of background on it. Okay. Okay. So, Dead Children's Playground is in Huntsville, Alabama, and it's adjacent to Maple Hills Cemetery. Mm. I have heard of this. Yes. I've, I've heard several people that yeah. have gone up there. The area where the playground sits now used to be a limestone quarry back in 1945 to 1955. Hmm, okay. um, there have been reports of ghostly children activity, um, hmm. swings swinging by themselves, stopping yeah. abruptly. Oh, oh. like um, not just a breeze. Like, wow. Yeah, like it's not just the wind. There's no wind. The swing is swinging, and then it stops. Oh. There have been reports of even seeing, like, dust blow up as if somebody's jumping off the swings. Ooh. You know? Hmm. So that's kind of creepy. And then, of course, there's sounds of laughing and playing and just like the Like children laughing. Yeah, the sounds uh, of children. Disembodied children mm-hmm. laughing is and, terrifying. Uh, yeah, it, and it's sad, too. Like, yeah. it's just, it just hits you mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere. <laughs> there is a urban legend... Um, I'm not sure if it's a true story or not, so I'm going to say it's an urban legend because I couldn't find anything to back it up, but that in the 1960s, there was a series of child disappearances in Huntsville. Oh. And they ended up finding a lot of the bodies in the quarry. (gasps) Oh. Yes. And the murderer was never caught. Oh, no. So, it's yeah, it was a really sad story, but like I said, I don't know if it's an urban legend or if... It's a documented story. Mm-hmm. Sources say. Yes. Um, <laughs> I tried looking to see, you mm-hmm. know, newspapers and stuff like that, but I couldn't find anything on it. Yeah. So if you do, let me know. Yeah. Let's see. The playground was erected in 1985 and was almost removed in 2007, but the outcry from the community actually gave it all new equipment. Oh, they didn't wow. want it to be torn down. So instead of it being torn down, it got all new equipment in 2007. Oh. Was it because they let their own children play 
in the playground? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, pe- people go there. And, okay. Yeah, everybody, it, it's a playground. Okay. Yeah. It's still a playground. <laughs> yep. And, um. I was thinking, like, no, because if these children can't play on this playground, then where are they going to go? They're yeah. not coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is, it is a playground. Um, okay. They, you know, and, and I think I even read, you know, that some people did say, you know, where are the children from the cemetery going to go? Because it's, it's right next to the cemetery, yeah. you know, so. So anyway, so that's just kind of give you a little bit of backstory. It's mm-hmm. this playground next to the biggest cemetery in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. Mm. So here's the story that my friend told me. Okay. In 1995 to 1996, he couldn't really remember when, but him and three of his friends wanted to go check out the playground because they had heard that it was haunted. So they were like, well, let's go check it out, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they all go over there. Um, they're just kind of hanging around, you know. It's late at night and nothing's really happening. So they're like, okay, well, let's go. This, is, this isn't this is real. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they start to go to their car. They all start to get in. And he gets in the driver's seat. And he is, like, adjusting his mirror. And he's looking in the rearview mirror. And he's like, what is that? And he turns around and it's a ball of light. Oh. Yes. And it's going from tree to tree. Oh. Back and forth. What? And he tells his friends, you know, if you guys see that. So they all turn around and they all see it. Uh-huh. And they're like, what is that? So they're looking at it and it's zigzagging from tree to tree. Tree to tree. Getting closer to the car. Oh, no. No. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You had the same reaction that I did. <laughs> yes, it, it was getting closer and closer to the car. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I asked him. I said, well, what did you do? Did you get out of the car and see what it was? What did you do? And he said, um, this is what he said to me. He said, that's what's wrong with you white girls. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm black. I got out of there. <laughs> Just floor it. <laughs> yes. And he put it in drive and they hightailed it out. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. So I asked him too. I said, well, did you ever go back? Or, mm-hmm. you know, was it just like a one-time thing? Like, I'm not going back. And he said, no, that he, you know, they told other friends about it. And um, a big group of them went back there the next weekend. Yeah. And of course, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, mm-hmm. but he said it was a very, uh, very scary experience, which I would have flipped out. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I did some research online too, um, when I was looking at kind of the history of the playground. Um, there's some pictures that other people have taken of orbs and mm-hmm. things like that. There is a video that the, um, spectral wolf pack paranormal post ed <laughs> I know I really liked the <laughs> so spect- that's spectral wolf pack paranormal okay. they posted a video to YouTube um, kind of doing an investigation at Dead Children Playground and I watched it and I want to say it freaked me out a little bit oh, like no. they did a really good job mm-hmm. you know going and investigating they did EVPs and they had um of course, camera going the whole time and everything. And towards the beginning of the video, and we'll try to get it posted because I thought it was a pretty neat video. Yeah, yeah. I want to see this video. Towards the beginning of the video, you can see like a mist, like it looks like somebody running, oh. like like oh. a small person running, like no joke. 
Like, I was like, I wanted to stop it just then, but I had only gotten, like, two minutes in. And I was like, I can't. I gotta keep watching. (laughs) The listeners need me to tell the story. (laughs) And this is, like, broad daylight, too. And I'm just like, I've got to keep watching. (laughs) And, uh, but no, they did a great job, and it was a really good video. They caught some EVPs and and all kinds of good stuff. So, yeah, it was... um, so we'll try to get that posted and Spectral Wolfpack, if you're listening, you know. Good job. You did a great job yeah. on the video. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got several other videos, too, of other places they've been. And they've done a really good job. I think I think they're out of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double check that. I'm going to have to watch that video with yes. the lights on. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling you, like, I, it was during the day, broad daylight. It just thundered outside. Is that? Did y'all hear that? It just... Mm. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> But yeah, um, it it was a really neat story that he told me, you know, so, and I've never been there, but I have heard uh, a lot of people talk Mm -hmm. about that place and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that, you know, going there at night, I don't know, I can go during the day, you know, but. Do a drive by. (laughs) I'm not going to stop. You know, and it's next to the biggest cemetery in Huntsville too, so you know there's a lot of action going on over there. Yeah. I've been to what they call a, a dead children's playground, but it wasn't in Huntsville. Hmm. It was, uh, I believe it was in Hartzell somewhere. Oh, really? Nothing happened. This was back when I was a teenager, but I didn't see anything. I didn't know there was multiple mm-hmm. ones. Hmm. Yeah, but, I think even when I was doing research, there was like several in different states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other playgrounds that were haunted. I think they just call it that because it's a, I mean, it's a creepy haunted playground. Yeah. Yeah. So. I kind of want to go. <laughs> Let's go right now. It's dark outside and thundering. And mm-hmm. storming. Yeah. Nope. Pass. So, yeah, it was. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just, oh. Yeah, I, um, I don't know how I would react if I saw a ball of light coming towards me and zigzagging. Like, he said it got faster and faster and closer to the car, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. no. 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 I can say with 100% certainty, I would not be getting out of the car. No. With no. that. He made the right decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I might have got out. And, you know, we know how that goes. We've, we've all seen that movie. <laughs> Lisa's the first one to go. <laughs> so. Well, awesome story. I love yeah. That. So, I think we had some interesting stories. I, I really enjoyed the Shiloh. I loved l- learning about the Shiloh. Oh, I did The Battle too. of Shiloh. Because I didn't realize it was only two days. I don't know why I was thinking it was like weeks. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And to be the bloodiest battle yeah. in history. Yeah. Especially up to that, you know, that point. Mm. That's weird. And then I love I love the catfish story. Mm. Yeah. I really <laughs> I really just want to go to that restaurant just because Jim was so cool with He the, was. Yeah. Know. Yeah. He so was. We'll definitely have to drive out there one day and can go and meet him and, yeah. and tour the, the battlefield. I know. Mm-hmm. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. It'll be a lot of fun. It's really cool that like his family still lives on that property and stuff. I like know, his ancestors settled there and they never left. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. But was it like over a hundred years ago? Yeah, because it was like the eighteen twenties when Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So, so almost 200 years. Almost 200, 200 years. years ago. Wow, that, that, is, that is insane. Yeah. Well, I guess mm-hmm. we're summing it up. We hope you all enjoyed it. Enjoyed. Episode two. Yeah, episode two. <laughs> um, we've got uh, episode three that'll be coming out real soon. Mm-hmm. And 
you want to find us on Nikki, do you want to tell them about the social media? Yeah. Um, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Ghosts Raised in the South. You can find us on Twitter at Ghosts Podcast. And if you want to send us your stories or your feedback, anything like that, um, send us an email. It's ghostsraisedinthesouth at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear what you all think, even if it's bad. (laughs) We want your opinion. (laughs) Yes, uh, give us your feedback, even if it's your constructive criticism, you know, anything to help us out. We want to thank everyone for listening. Yes. And uh, please continue to listen, like and share our Facebook and Instagram accounts. Um, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that your friends like ghost stories. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes a good ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. But if nothing else, just thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. We we appreciate every listener. Mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. back later. Boo, y'all. Boo, y'all. Boo, y'all. Mm-hmm.